Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, all righty then. Hey, this is the WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry. I am coming to you live from uh, from a new location. We'll talk about that here in a second. But on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to all the masses. Hello, hello, everybody. Man, you sound like you are right next door. This is awesome. I love it. I am I am still here spread out in my nice palatial office. No, <laughs> I'm not all cramped up. I have... Plenty of room for activities, whatever I want to do while I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're a jerk. The reason why he's bringing that up is because I have been displaced from my normal uh, podcasting office location. I am uh, in a little cramped corner of my bedroom uh, <laughs> with all of this uh, equipment just coming at you. So that's it's kind of a new experience. Where it's the holiday season, Andrew, and so uh, houses are filling up with uh, visitors. Yeah, we, we see who wears the pants around your house. <laughs> that's true. It's, her name is the mother-in-law, and so uh, <laughs> she has uh, she has arrived. Just in time for uh, just in time for Christmas. So it's kind of my lump, my own personal lump of coal. There you go. I can't have my wife hear that. If, if honey, if you hear this, I love her. I love her. I do. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. do. I mean it. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean it this time. <laughs> this time I'm not snickering. <laughs> oh boy, Andrew. Hey, it's been a long time. It's been like middle of November since we talked. What the heck yeah, have you been doing? It's been a couple of weeks. Ah, you know, little, little of this, little of that. I know what you haven't been doing. That's Christmas light hanging up because you did it uh, like back in October. Uh, yeah, good lord, I did that this summer. Yeah, I had. I got well ahead of the game on that one. Yeah, I finally got my tree up this past weekend, so I'm I'm happy with that. No, uh, we've we've had trees up, lights burning, the whole nine yards for a month now. I'm telling you, the only thing I've been doing for a whole month is like drinking eggnog. So <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> of, that's probably not good for of, me, but whatever. Out of out of moose mugs or what? <laughs> yeah, right out of the carton right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it with a bottle and go. There you Thanks. go. Remember, my mother in law's here. <laughs> I need something to get through the night, pal. Uh, cry myself to sleep. Oh, all right. Well, and, hey, let's... and you mean that with all the best. <laughs> well, let's talk about something else that's making us cry, and that's uh, the state of ACHA hockey here in the fall 2020 semester. No, yeah, the the state of no hockey, right? The state of no hockey is right. That's right. What do they call the uh, Minnesota? Is the the state of hockey? Yep. Um, Oklahoma and um, most of the Western Collegiate Hockey League would be the state of no hockey. Yeah. So, unfortunately for the ACHA, uh, the pandemic is still raging. And um, unfortunately, for, I guess that's for all of us, not just the ACHA. But it's affecting us. Um, yeah. So, in the fall 2020, no WCHL teams have played any games. There were 72 teams in men's division one and only eight of those 72 teams were able to play games, Andrew. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty saddening, isn't it? It is. It's kind of wild because of where these eight teams are located for the most part. You know, they're, yeah, in, they, it, yeah it's not, not like they were next door to each other. No, no, they're up in North Dakota and Iowa and, um, 
you know, Nebraska. Uh, there's a couple in, uh, well, let's see here, Indiana, Liberty, and Adrian. So, yeah, they're all over the dang place. Yeah. But yeah, most, they're, not most, like they're close. most of the games are in North Dakota. So I found that surprising simply because North Dakota is, you know, one of the main hotspots in all the country for coronavirus. That's yeah, weird. They they didn't have it forever up there, and then just boom, all of a sudden. I I heard a stat somewhere, and I found it hard to believe, but it's uh, I heard it, so it must be true. Um, it's 2020, after all. They said that <sighs> one in three people in South Dakota have have ha- have or have had the coronavirus. Really, and that's just I, crazy. Yeah, I wonder if it's. It makes me wonder because you know a lady that used to work for me. Her husband's in oil, and he had to go up there several times this yeah, year. Yeah, and it just makes you wonder, if, since there is so much oil activity up there, that if it's not all the outsiders coming into North Dakota to work, that's not bringing it and spreading it, you know? Well, it makes you wonder. And I realize we don't have any teams in South Dakota, but South Dakota is right smack dab in the middle of Nebraska, North Dakota, and Iowa. And Is there, um, is there anything in South Dakota? <laughs> Andrew, you're going to get the, one of the 11 listeners or 13 listeners is going to be from South Dakota and you're going to get them yeah. mad at us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yep. So, okay. So, we've only had eight teams playing. Iowa State played eight games. Jamestown, holy smokes, Jamestown played 14 games. Uh, Minot played seven. Midland played six. Adrian College played two and they played two against Liberty. Liberty played three games, two against Adrian and one against a Division II team. Uh, Indiana Tech played uh, a couple of games against um, Iowa State, and then uh, Waldorf uh, went zero and nine on for the fall. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. brutal, brutal, brutal. That's, that's taking one on the chin right there. And then there were some other teams that were allowed to play, but uh, never got off the ground. The um, their schools uh, they ended up canceling games. Concordia, uh, Ann Arbor, Cleary, Lawrence Tech, and Calvin. Uh, there was those four are up out of Michigan. So all told, twelve teams were allowed to play, but only eight actually played, and that's for the fall. So you know where that leaves us, Andrew. Yeah, sitting there scratching our heads for the spring. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you give me a prediction? What do you think? We have seventy-two teams in men's division one. How many of the seventy-two do you think are going to be able to play in the spring? Hi, I, I, uh, you know what? I bet we see. Maybe twenty percent of those teams playing. 20, Maybe twenty percent. So what's that? Yeah. 14, 15? Yeah, 14, 15 teams. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, you're you're that's in the probably, same you're in the same ballpark probably, I am. Yeah, that's probably being gracious in my opinion. Whoa! Listen to you, Mister. Uh, wow. I was actually going to say probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty. Yeah. Um, which is still sad, but um, oh, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. We're um, out of the W, out of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Uh, well, you, let, let's let's talk. I mean, we don't need to do any breaking news or anything, but um, Arizona State has already declared that they are not playing. Yeah, uh, they pulled the shoot. Any hockey this season? Yeah, well, their school pulled the shoot on them, so they yeah. they they want to play, uh, but their school is not uh, allowing them to travel. So we know ASU is not playing in the spring. Um, Andrew, you're the general manager of a team. Um, what do you think is going to happen with your team? You know what? I, uh, I have high hopes to play, but I do not think the school is going to let us go. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. I was, I had one of the, I had one of the kids come in today to pick up his gear to go home for Christmas break. And, uh, we were talking and this is coming from a player that, that would be in the lineup, starting lineup. And, 
And he said, he said, you know, honest opinion. I don't, I don't think it's a good time to start even after Christmas break when we all get back. I don't think it's a good time to start. I'd rather wait and be safe than uh, than to, to get started and be sorry. Well, that's why that kid is in college because he's a smart kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that that was that was unsolicited on my part. He just he voluntarily gave that info up. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I think that's probably where we're going to end up when all is said and done. And that's why I think. Um, you say 14, 15, I'll say 15 to 20. I've, I was talking to some other coaches, a coach from my B conference, the MCH, a coach from uh, out East. Um, and he was, both of those guys were thinking 35, 36 teams are going to be able to play, you know, half of the ACHA men's one. And I was like, whoa, you guys are super uh, optimistic. What do you know that I don't? I don't, I don't see it, but, but I could see it after the vaccine comes out and all that if teams got fired up in February and maybe early March. But then at that point, is there really any sense in playing that, that late into it, right? Yeah, and that's just it. I think by the time, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're recording this podcast and we've got, uh, what, one vaccine that's been approved and is out there now being distributed. We've got another one that's on the verge of being approved, if it hasn't already been. So we're going to have some vaccines coming soon. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. However, I don't know, Andrew, that um, any of, I, you know, when you look at who's in line to get the vaccine first, I don't believe I saw anywhere where it said college club hockey players yeah. Yeah. or, hockey, or hockey. dumb podcasters are in any of the top two tiers. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I are probably dead last <laughs> that, would be, that would be eligible to take it. They, uh, the, and the hockey teams are probably just a step in front of us. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I, I think we'll probably, I think most of the teams, if I were a betting man, um, and, and I don't want to make any, any uh, this isn't, please don't take this as the gospel, but I've the sense I'm getting is that there's anywhere between one to three teams in the Western Collegiate League that are going to be able to make a go of it in the spring. Yeah. And one, one is for sure um, uh, Missouri State. Um, the other two being uh, UCO and Arizona, but even UCO and Arizona, they're going to have some. Uh, they have some obstacles in the way um, that we're trying to overcome right now. But um, they have some obstacles in their way. They're going to prevent them, I think, from finding some games, even if they are allowed to play. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm surprised because Oklahoma's a hotbed too. So I'm I'm surprised UCO is going to get the green light to go. Well, let's let's not. I'm not going to say they're going to get the green light. I'm saying that they're yeah, trying right now. Possibility, yeah. Yeah, they both of those schools have advocates within their administration that's helping them out, and uh, that's good news. Uh, unlike you know some of these other schools out there where they uh, uh, where where the schools don't even know that they have an ACHA team or don't yeah. even know they have a hockey team. Yeah, kind of, so, kind of like kind of like the boat we're in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> people don't even know we have a podcast. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, this is like the number one rated ACHA Western Collegiate League hockey podcast out there. What are you? What are they thinking? Hey, well, we have a small bit of fame. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? Regional podcast superstars? Yeah, regional. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you are not uh, me. I, you are. I think. I think when I think when you're the list of that shows the listeners, I think. Uh, it said that we were international, so you know. <laughs> the only uh, they're only here to listen to you. So the only thing that my daughter did say that would make us legit is yeah. if we could somehow get our podcast onto Apple. 
did, did she not know that we're already there, that we've been there for like five uh, years? I don't think she knew that. But yeah, she said if we could get onto Apple, that we would be legit. Uh, well, all right. Well, Santa, maybe Santa will answer her prayers. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's all, we, that's all I have to do to be legit yeah. is uh, make it to Apple. <laughs> you got to love kids. Oh, love yeah. kids. We've been there for, for a number of number of years, and uh, I guess that means we're legit. Hooray, hooray. Mm-hmm. We, we meet the Harper stamp of approval. <laughs> all, right, all right, so for the spring 2021, um, I've been told, and this is all very unofficial, but I've been told that there are going to be four teams from the uh, from my B conference, the Midwest College Hockey MCH. Those four teams would be Midland, Waldorf, McKendree, and Maryville. I'm told that there are going to be four teams out of the Central States League that are going to be able to play, and those four teams would be Iowa State, Lindenwood, Ohio, and Roosevelt. Roosevelt is the new name for the Robert Morris College out of Chicago, or Robert Morris University. Really? Yep, yep. Roosevelt bought them out, so that's kind of interesting. Now, the the one hitch with those guys is, I'm told they're going to be able to play, however, they won't be able to stay overnight. So really? yeah, if they're gonna either have to do an awful lot of driving, or um, you know, I guess they do a play at your place on a Friday and at their place on a Saturday, that type of thing. Interesting. Um, and then um, there's some other teams out there. Like I said, Missouri State I think is definitely going to be able to go from the Western Collegiate Hockey League. They've stated that intention, so uh, that'll be good to see some hockey out of Springfield. Yep. Adrian College, Liberty, Jamestown, Minot, and Indiana Tech will be able to go. So that's what four, eight, another four, twelve. So there's your fourteen right there. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then depending on what happens with these Michigan schools, um, you know, uh, whether it's Lawrence Tech or uh, Calvin. Oh, in in let's not forget there might be some other schools like uh, Arizona or UCO. If uh, you know, if yeah, we're able to can... pull out a miracle here for those guys. Yep. Um, in, in Grand Canyon, I guess it would be a possibility if uh, Arizona um, can go. We'll we'll see. So um, you know, and I guess you know, I don't want to slam the door on on the Colorado teams or UNLV or Utah uh, just yet. Um, I, I, but you know, I, I'm not. I think we're kind of you know in the not very optimistic mode right now for those schools. So it's yeah. looking looking somewhere in the 15 to 20 range for nationals. What do you think about that? Uh, 50, I'm, I'm sorry, 15 to 20 teams playing in the spring. That's in the spring, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I hope that I hope they can. The, uh, we need we need to get back to some normalcy. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to get some uh, to get some hockey going, but yeah, you know, as long as we're you, doing it safe. Yeah, it makes you wonder though, like uh, like Arizona, is it if they're the only ones that can go out in that area? Is it feasible to to play? With with travel and all, right? Well, well, that's just it, right? I mean, we, like, are you going to get how are you going to get Lindenwood to come out there, and then how are you going to go to Lindenwood? And like, it's going to be expensive, right? Exactly. I mean, in remember, we were going to a we we instituted the new format this year for the Western Collegiate mm-hmm. League uh, by adding Utah, UNLV, and Grand Canyon to provide some travel budget relief yeah. for Arizona and Arizona State, and uh, yeah, here we are. If U of A is able to play, their closest opponent theoretically could be UCO or Missouri State, yeah, that's, or that's somewhere in close. St. Louis. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Those guys, those guys have to be banking on UNLV and Grand Canyon. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. Getting the green light, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so much for that budgetary relief, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, is right. Yeah. So if we, hopefully they hopefully they can do it. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. And that's uh, and that's just at the men's division one level. Um, there are some other schools. Um, uh, you know, we don't really know what's going on for some of these other divisions, and I don't know if the other divisions really know what they're doing. So. Uh, now for nationals, though, let's. What do we do, Andrew, for nationals? Because uh, the current format is seventy-two teams play. We bring twenty. Yeah. We bring twenty teams to nationals. And as you remember, we nationals was scheduled to be in Boston. It was in March. It got bumped to April. Now it's still in April, late April. But um, the site is yet to be determined. Um, the site, I, I know that, uh, men's division one put out the, uh, the call for bids for, um, uh, for the national tournament for men's division one. And there were only received two bids. Care to really? guess? Yeah. Care to guess where they were from? Huh. I'm going to say, uh, somewhere in the St. Louis area. The, okay. Bingo. And then the second one, I'm going to say, uh, maybe, uh, the new Roosevelt. Ooh, look at you. Close, close, close. Uh, Minot, North Dakota. So Why not Minot? Well, there you go. Why not Minot? And uh, okay. St. Louis uh, with Maryville University. Uh, so Minot and Maryville put in the two bids, and um, no determination has been made yet. However, oh, Minot all the way. <laughs> why do you say that? Oh, you go to, they've got the greatest hotels ever in Minot. <laughs> You can watch nationals. You can watch professional wrestling all in one day. I mean, and you can you can catch coronavirus all in one yeah, day. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think they're going to wait until a little bit more into January before they make a decision on nationals. Um, they're going to find out how many teams are playing and where they are. Um, I'll tell you, it's just my guess is that if there's a Liberty in Adrian, Ohio, in Indiana Tech, a Chicago that's playing. Um, I bet you St. Louis gets picked. If, yeah. it, if it turns out that there's only eight teams playing and it's Jamestown, Minot, Iowa State, and Midland. Yeah, if it's more of that Midwest region. Yeah, then it's probably going to go to my uh, to, to Minot. And it will be yeah. – uh, and, and, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a 20-team event. I think it's going to be somewhere between eight and 12 teams. So um, the computer ranking should be interesting when it comes out for all of these <laughs> things, huh? Yeah, the computer ranking is always interesting. <laughs> it's always, yeah, that's always interesting. How, but how are they going to get some? I'm, I'm curious how they're going to get some crossover play or some cross pollination. Yeah, yeah, I don't how do you, I don't know how you do it. The uh, and I'm not so, and it still stands if you play five games and and make a trip to uh, nationals and play in nationals, you burn a year of eligibility, right? Well, actually, hey, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit, Andrew. Um, but let's talk about that right after the break, okay? Hold on for a second. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
boy, Andrew, what a great segue that was for that for is, you. That was pretty awesome. I, uh, did you did you plan that out? It's almost like we've done this a time or two. You are a true podcasting professional. I try. There's no there's no ring rust on you. There's no mm-hmm. there's no bus legs. So you're ready to cut, go, huh? Cut, cutting like a fine diamond over here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'll tell you, and this will be our, our little secret, it's in us, me, you, and the 11 listeners, the ACHA probably sometime next week is going to issue a, um, a memorandum or a, uh, an announcement that says um, everybody um, gets an extra year of eligibility awesome. uh, due, due to this. So they're going to, uh, due to the pandemic, so anybody that plays in twenty. In, in 2020 or 2021, and whether you play or whether you don't play. It's going to be a freebie. This season's going to be a freebie. And um, that way there's no pressure on folks to, you know, determine, you know, do I play? Do I not play? Am I going to burn kinda, a year of eligibility? Am I not? Yeah, kind of kind of eases that up a little bit. Yeah, so they're going to revoke or replace um, or supersede, whatever the word is you want to use, the eligibility ruling that was put out originally back in August that you had mentioned um, before the break, which was, um, you know, play five or more games, and this is yeah. going to be considered a year of eligibility. Um, so they're going to get rid of that, and it's just going to say this is a freebie year in terms of eligibility. The one thing they are going to keep in place is people are going to be limited to playing in five national tournaments. All right, yeah. So I don't know if that becomes a problem for folks. Um, yeah. And then what do you? Yeah. What do you do if you? So if you play, if you play regular season games, then you don't participate in nationals. Well, then, and it's only going to affect a couple of teams, right? It's yeah, going to affect yeah. the teams that have been to nationals all the time. So if you look at the eight teams that played here in the fall, it's really going to affect the Iowa States of the world, um, Minot, uh, Adrian, and Liberty. It's that's yeah. not going to have any effect on Jamestown or Midland or Indiana Tech or Waldorf. Or, in fact, Iowa State didn't make it last year to uh, to nationals, right? So yeah, and and you'd think too, like how many kids really are going to come back for say, let's just say a sixth year or whatever, right? If they if they get to the point where they can graduate and and move on, what are they going to do? Stick around and and play hockey for another season or go get a job and earn money. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I mean, you, you would think that mom and dad would be um, <laughs> would have enough of paying for tuition. It's a, yeah. you know, five or six years is enough, Charlie. So, yeah. uh, but, hey, know. there may be a couple of kids that they just want to play till the, till the very end and, and do it, and good for them, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess good for them. So that's, uh, so, so that's coming down the pike. Look for that. Um, let's see. We're recording this on the evening, uh, Tuesday evening on 15th. Uh, there's going to be a, I know there's going to be an ACHA board meeting coming up on uh, the weekend in where this issue is going to be discussed. And I think we might know the person who actually drafted the press release. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I, I hope it's going to be rubber stamped. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's a splendid piece of writing. It, you know what? It's, it's, it's up there. It's like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not going to say it should win an award, but maybe some on high recognition. Well, if I get this email, I'll, uh, I'll be the judge of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we're talking nationals um, and we're talking eligibility men's one. We're waiting to figure out if it's going to be Minot or, or Maryville. And again, I think that's all going to depend on what teams are able to play in the spring. 
men's two, boy, they're in a world of hurt. They've only had yeah. uh, like 11 teams, 12 teams that were able to play out of 200. I was going to say, they're, and they're spread out. Get get this. They, they had, across the country. They had two bids. Well, yeah, they're, they're still trying to figure out if they're going to conduct regionals. Yeah, because yeah, they, they got that four regionals set up and all that before they mm-hmm. even go to nationals. That, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, you've only got 12 teams playing. You're not going to go to re- you're not going to have regionals. Give me a break. But uh there are there were two bids for uh for for their national tournament. Um how would you like to go to Florida Gulf Coast? Oh, sign me up. Yeah? Or would you rather or would you rather go to Bismarck, North Dakota? Well, so yeah, you're asking me this right now as I'm sitting here looking out at four inches of snow in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to go further north where there's more snow or do I want to go to, to tropical Florida? Yeah. 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 Here it is. It's December 15th. That we're talking about this. And um, yeah, of course we'd want to go to Florida. But if, oh, you're, totally. if, if the goal is to play hockey, I think I'd rather go to Bismarck. Yeah. I mean, because uh, my kids are going to be out in the Florida sun and getting their legs soaked up, all that energy soaked out of their legs, and swimming in Way. pools and going Way to the beach. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't know that I want to go to Florida Gulf Coast for that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Less way less distraction in North Dakota. That's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, well, you're going there on a business trip, right? Yep, there's so. business. You're going to party in Florida. <laughs> so if if men's one has it bad between choosing between uh, Minot and St. Louis, imagine men's two. They're Bismarck or Fort Myers, Florida. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Men, uh, uh, men, men's division three. I don't believe has. Uh, I don't know. I I forget. They only had one team that was able to play in the fall. Um, Dallas Baptist University. And so one team out of like 125. Cool. And I understand that they only got a bid for their nationals from like the Shields Arena. And I don't know where that is. The Shields Arena that I'm aware of is up in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, where the Fargo Force play. But um, I don't know. Maybe there's another Shields Arena, you know, uh, huh. in another part of the upper Midwest. Yeah, that's weird. Because. Have you ever been to Shields? This uh, is off topic, but in Fargo, and uh, down there in Dallas. No, 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 no. Oh. Tell me, tell me about it. Oh, it's it's fantastic. They got a freaking merry-go-round in the middle of their store. Come on. Not, yeah, not a merry-go-round. A uh, Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah. They and do. How many times did you ride it? It was closed because the pandemic, or else I'd have been on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. And it sure does say Shields Arena is in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, well, you know, years ago when um, I ran a, a hockey program here in the central Oklahoma area, I brought a team up to North Dakota to go play two games in North Dakota at in Fargo and two games at um, over in Minot. And we played one of those games uh, in a raging blizzard at the Shields <laughs> Arena in the afternoon before a Fargo Force game. Yep. And the the kind folks that ran the arena and the kind folks from the Fargo Force would not allow our bus down into the loading dock area. So we literally had to park out front and walk through the blizzard to bring all of our stuff into the arena as opposed to just uh, go down into the loading bay area. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that's not very nice, but whatever. Okay. 
And they and they've canceled the COVID strikes again. They had to cancel their ice fishing show <laughs> coming up. So you know, God Almighty, when's it gonna? When's when's when are the hits gonna quit coming? COVID, you know? COVID wins again. Yeah, strikes again. Hey Andrew, if, if we're playing women's one, uh, we have our choice. We have three choices. Uh-huh. We can go to Minot, North Dakota. Why not Minot? You can go to Lynchburg, Virginia for Liberty. Oh. Or you can go to Fort Wayne, Indiana, where they don't even have an ECHA team just yet. That's where Indiana that's, that's where Indiana Tech is, and they're starting a program, but they haven't joined the ECHA just yet. That, that's my three options? Those are your three options. Where would you choose? Uh, what's option four? <laughs> um, that would be staying home. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Liberty, and then, Liberty, Liberty is a fun place to play, but... I don't know if it gets as wild and unruly for the women's games. Yeah. And then for women's too, the only option or one of the only bids that's come in is Liberty. So it's, but they only had two teams that played over yeah, this fall so you, and they're both in North Dakota. Yeah. So why would you go to, why would you go to Liberty to play when you could just play at your own arena? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but that's something to look forward to. Hey Andrew, we got a uh, we had a request on the uh, on our on our Twitter feed. Someone hit us up on the WCHL Pod Twitter, yeah. which was very nice. Let me see if I can't get to it right now. I got to operate my telephone while I'm in my cramped uh, little uh, makeshift office space. You look like Austin Powers trying to turn around and do a U-turn <laughs> in the hallway right now. I can I can visualize it. Oh, you know it. You know that's that's more true than I care to admit. <laughs> All right, so here we go. A young man named James, I believe, is affiliated with Lindenwood University Men's Division Two. He's at Riverman One Two Three. He says, "I would like to hear Chris's thoughts about the new stat system, please." And wow. then, and then he offers his thoughts. He said, "I wouldn't have thought downgrading from point streak was even humanly possible, possible, but it's been accomplished." <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> Tenfold. Man, hey, hold, how long do we have left in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, how, how long? Does, I'm, I'm, I'm full of energy. How long do we want to go here? Let's, 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 well, Andrew, you go first. Even though he asked for my thoughts, please, Andrew, you go first. Oh, Lord. I have, you know what? I have signed on with this new company to host our uh, team website, paid for it and everything, and I am currently having a new website built so i don't have to so i don't have to use it wait so this, this is your this is your second new website yep we're going to be on to our second new website oh boy this, this season the uh yeah that's what i think about the new stuff <laughs> well the acha um moved away from point streak as uh as james adroitly points out adroitly did you like that i used a big word um, we moved away from point streak and we went with a company called Intergrass and, um, Intergrass has, uh, developed a, the, the current ACHA website. It's a new look. It's different. It's interesting. Um, but it has, it has two components to it. And if you're looking at it, it's kind of like a, an upside down U, or if you think about, about it, like a, uh, like a Russian doll, there's the outside stuff, the home and the about the ACHA and resources and junk like you, you would normally find forms and eligibility stuff. That's from Intergrass. And then when you go to the men's and the women's divisions on the inside of the website, the inner side of the U, um, the upside down U, that's where the scoring system is. And that scoring system, I'm going to walk kind of gingerly because I don't want to offend too many people. 
Um, but James is absolutely right. It just sucks. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's a, uh, I shouldn't say it sucks cause that's too harsh. It, it's, it's disappointing. How about that? Um, it's something that's tried to have been developed, uh, jointly by the ACHA and USA hockey together. And it's just not working. It's not what we, what our membership expects. And, um, the, the frustrating thing for me is, well, you know, I, I guess what I can say is thank God for the pandemic because this would, it's already, you know, kind of an embarrassing situation with the scoring system, how it is with only eight division one teams playing. It's, um, imagine if we had all 72 trying to play or imagine if we had all 450 ACHA teams trying to play, it would just be an embarrassment. Um, and now I, I am one of the, you know, full, full disclosure. I'm one of the three people, I guess that can, that kind of has the, the keys to the scoring system right now. And so I'm, you know, inputting, I'm getting score sheets from, you know, games, Iowa state, Minot, Iowa state, Indiana tech, you know, Midland Waldorf. Um, I'm getting those score sheets and I'm putting the, the information into the system, but it's not, uh, showing up on a timely basis it's not showing up in a um in a format that we prefer and um it's been a it's been a struggle and i can tell you um I, my involvement on this started up in in august um this was the baby of uh the director of hockey operations mo stremmel he was working with a gentleman out of usa hockey and also the assistant director of hockey ops dave kurtz uh those three guys were this was their pet project and then the pandemic hit and Mo was put on furlough and so it became uh, and you, some of the USA hockey folks got furloughed there for a couple of weeks and so it, it stagnated there for a little bit over the summer um, and so when I got involved in it in August it was well how do I put it nicely it was kind of like what, what the hell have you guys been doing since February or March you know this is where we are in August and this you know What's been going on? Why are we just now asking these questions? And so, um, uh, anyways, long story short, help is on the way. Um, I think, James, that you can uh, look forward to a new uh, scoring system that will uh, uh, be uh, online from uh, from the ACHA. It's going to be one that's regularly used by other uh, professional hockey leagues and other uh, uh, junior hockey leagues. It's a, uh, the ACHA, again, this is an update. I don't know if James even listens. Maybe he's one of our 11 listeners, Andrew. I don't know. Um, but he's, um, it's going to be a deal where, uh, uh, it's going to be a deal where we go back to, uh, we're going to go to hockey tech. So, um, hockey tech provides league stats for, I'm going to get Andrew here on the line again. We must have lost him. Hey there. Did I offend you? You you, you left. <laughs> yeah, it went, I, went I, radio silent. I, I started talking talking junk about uh, the, the scoring system, and uh, you, you, you were gone all of a sudden. So yeah. I was just telling uh, James that we're that we're getting ready to move uh, in January to a new st- scoring system uh, provided by Hockey Tech. It's called League Stats. 
and it's the uh, if if you look on hockeytech.com uh, or uh, their league stats product, they provide all of the information, uh, the scoring system and the stat system for the American Hockey League, for the USHL, for the North American Hockey League, um, in the, all the teams under the NA3 umbrella or under really? the NA umbrella. Yeah, so we're we're gonna ditch this. Um, um, we're going to ditch this, uh, uh, the, the current scoring system that's been partially developed by the ACHA along with USA Hockey. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go to something that's a little bit more uh, user-friendly and a bit, a little bit better on the eyes. Yeah. Um, I, something that integrates a little bit easier, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's frustrating because um, in, in, I was – when we lost you there, Andrew, I was, you know, I, I kind of got brought into this a little bit later. It, this has been a project that's been in the works now since like February or March. It's been in the works for a while. And so, uh, when I got brought on kind of in August, I was like, serious, what have you guys been doing? You know? Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was at. Cause you know, I, I had signed up and, and went with them to, to build out our team website and all of that. And, trying to stick with the ACHA to kind of hope to integrate a little bit easier with like stats and, and live scoring, stuff like that. Right. Into yep. the website. Yep. And, uh, yeah, signed up and then, yeah, it took forever. And you know, I was emailing saying, Hey, where are we at? What's going on? And then when I finally got, I guess, kind of the, the bones of the website that they had built, I'm looking around and I'm like, this is what, this is what took so long. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hmm. Like, let me, yeah. let me scratch my head here for a second. But yeah, I was, I was very shocked. Yeah, we um, part of part of the issue. Just as a for example, um, you know, the the Intergrass folks are they're based out of Orlando, and they're they're good folks. They mean well, but they also use developers from around the world. Yeah, and um, it, it seemed as if to me, um, they were trying to. I, I saw this. I came to see this as. Um, trying to build a uh, like a hobby version of a of a radio or a computer from scratch, as opposed to going to Best Buy and just buying a computer or buying a radio off the shelf. Yeah, it, yeah, it didn't like. There's some definite red flags that came up to me. Well, you know, th- this isn't rocket science, right? Um, this is schedules and rosters and and games, and it's it's not you know it's not like hockey is a brand new. Um, uh, sport where uh, you know, and, and the stats are brand new, and we got to figure out how it is we're going to report this. It's been around for well, you know, just about a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it a while. Yeah, so um, so I, I could not, for the life of me, um, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, I, I don't want to make myself out to be. Um, I'm probably more of a jerk than on these calls <laughs> than anything. So I don't want it to sound like I'm, you know, the, the saving grace because I'm far from it. I'm just the guy that points out a lot of, uh, I, I, I tell people I'm the bull in the China shop and I just go around swinging my hips, knocking stuff over left and right. And then I turn around once I've got something done, I turn around and go, okay, now what? You know, yeah, yeah. I don't, everybody needs the realist in their life, right? Well, I just, I just could not for the life of me understand why we were building things you know from scratch when we're when there's when, stuff out there that's already made yeah when it's literally plug and play it's mm-hmm. like literally plug and play and i, I had asked i had put a, a score into the system and 
I had asked the, the, uh, the, the kind person on the technical side, I said, now when will that show up? Well, and they said, well, it's going to show up in about 30 minutes when the system reloads because it, it, re, it, 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 um, I don't even, I see, this is how much, how much of a non-computer person I am, but it, I guess it refreshes every 30 minutes Yeah. because if it refreshed every, you know, five minutes or every 10 seconds, it would just put too much of a heavy load on the servers. And I just thought hmm. to myself, well, wait a second, you know, um, NBC, when they update the score, it doesn't take 30 minutes for them to update the score. It's when it have when a goal is yeah. scored, the, it happens. It, yeah, it's live. Yeah. And it shows up on the website. The same thing for NHL.com and other things. And so I was, you know, I asked if a hamster was powering the, uh, the, the server or what the heck is going on here. Why is it 30 minutes and why are we worried about that? No, uh, we've, along with some other very smart people from the ACHA, much smarter than me, um, the decision has been made. Um, again, this is going to come out probably in uh, the next couple of weeks, um, before the end of the year, I'm sure. If not the, you know, by the beginning of or around the very first of January at the absolute latest, but we're going to be moving to Hockey Tech for the scoring system. It will be integrated into the existing ECHA website, and it will be much more user friendly. And Andrew, it doesn't update within thirty minutes; it updates within seconds. Awesome! It's insane. Awesome. So uh, when I was talking to the fella, you'll love this. We we had a call with the fella. He's literally on the beach in Mexico. Um, for right before Thanksgiving and, you know, uh, Craig Barnett, the executive director is in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm here in the flatlands and there were some other folks on the call and, and, uh, it was, you know, he just explained that it's not rocket science. It's, right. this is plug and play. And, you know, I asked how quickly can we get this done? And he said, well, when are you signing the contract? You know, so seven days from the time you signed the contract, we ought to be up and running. So I know the contract has been signed. I know we have a that's, a that's training. We have a training scheduled for uh, a, a week from today um, with some of the ACHA folks. We're going to be transitioning the existing games that have already been played. Thank God, there's only eight teams that have played with only what a handful <laughs> of games. Right. I've I got, wouldn't want to. Yeah, I've got the score sheets. So uh, we're going to be replugging, basically recreating the fall. Um, very, very nice. And, uh, yeah, then we'll be off to the races for hockey tech in the stats. will look a lot better. Um, now, now the website is still, you know, uh, a junky website. It's, there's a lot of negative space, um, that I'm not very happy with. Um, the, the places it's, it's in need of a cake decorator, if you will, someone who can spice it up. Yeah. Needs some sparkle. I'm I'm not a code person. I can, uh, put. Uh, articles and photographs up there and i can update uh, information but in terms of uh look and feel can i can i take this red the super gigantic red space and turn it into a thinner red space that's not me i can't do that so um but we've got some other computer nerds that are going to help us out with that so uh hopefully Hopefully with this lost season that we have of 2020-2021, by the time we actually get back to playing full-on full, full on ACHA hockey in the spring of, uh, I mean, in the fall of 2021, we should have a uh, semi-functioning uh, website that we ought to be able to be proud of. And what about, so uh, with this new hockey tech, are we going to, our team's going to have the uh, ability to live score games? Teams will have the ability to live score games and, and get this andrew i'm told there's also going to be an app 
Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, now I've been told be this nice. before by Point Streak, but, uh, uh, you know, the, um, and that never came to be. That was a whole other ball of wax that was just a mess from Point Streak um, since they're dopes. But um, <laughs> uh, these folks seem to have their uh, their act together, and they know what they're doing, and they say it's a piece of cake. There so, you go. Yeah, we'll be able to live score games. They'll be able to uh, – now, they're they're not in the business of um, – doing team websites on the cheap so they'll offer team websites but it'll be at a steeper price than what we're normally used to um so gone if you want to use the hockey tech um uh, not if you want to use the hockey tech but if you want to have a hockey tech website for your team website it's going to cost you probably about three times as much money as it currently does with uh, the point streak or an intergrass website which i think yeah. is what 225 yeah, I think we paid two twenty five for Intergrass this year. Yeah, and two fifty for Point Streak, maybe. There you go. So it'll be it'll be about three times that much if you want to yeah. go, have a hockey tech site, and that's because they don't really care, right? They don't. Yeah, they're they're not trying to leverage four hundred teams and uh, you know do a uh, do do a, a deep discount to get four hundred teams. They uh, signed up with them. They say, hey, they've got a great product and. It's used at the professional and junior leagues, and if you want it, great. And if you don't want it, there's lots of other people out there that can uh, they yeah. can do it for you. Uh, so, I think my big concern is just getting getting live scoring and and getting scoring and all that in general, just to be able to integrate into our current websites and where it looks professional and nice and but it's accurate also, right? Nice and accurate. In the way I'm told, now I haven't. I don't want to make. Uh, don't take this as the gospel, Andrew. But I'm told you don't have to have a you know, you can work this off your cell phone. You can work this off a laptop. It's fairly easy to do live scoring. So it's. Uh, I guess we're going to find out here pretty damn quick. So yeah, we'll find out. But anyways, James, I hope that answers your question. I hope that we're our. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I can't because this is recorded and because there may be more than eleven listeners on this. I I can't. Uh, I can't really swing the hips and knock down an awful lot of China, but, um, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to let loose with a lot of F-bombs. How about that? Um, uh, I hear you. But let's, let's just say that it's, it's, this has been a point of contention um, all semester long to the point where we finally said, let's pull the shoot and let's go somewhere else. And so we did. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating when you, when you're told one thing and then, Sold one bill of goods, and then it never comes to fruition, right? The Intergrass folks, I'm sure, are good folks. I just don't think they know hockey very well. So um, yeah, kind of, kind of, I kind of got the impression that they're in over their heads a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so all right, let's 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 leave that subject uh, unless you have more to talk <laughs> about. Do you have more to talk about there? <laughs> nope. All right, I'm I am good. Let's move on to some other stuff. Um, so so for the eleven listeners that are out there, that's two things to look forward to, right? Eligibility. Um, uh, an eligibility release and um, a move to a new website or not a website, but a new scoring system that will be integrated into the website. Um, how about you want a third bit of information? Lay it on me. Yeah, I don't think we're going to Naples this year. Shocker. No Naples for the annual meeting. That's my grand prediction. Um, uh, shocker. Yep. The NCAA coaches are not uh, counting on it. It hasn't been officially, the plug has not been officially pulled. But um, the NCAA coaches are not counting on it, and um, it's not looking like it's going to happen. So I would expect 
that the ACHA is going to hold their annual meeting uh, virtually. And um, that will also be a topic of discussion coming up soon in a certain meeting to happen with a certain uh, powers that be. And I wouldn't be surprised if in early January you see some sort of an announcement on that. It's an election year, so, uh, you know, they're everyone's very keen on the, um, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, people that want to run are able to run and people that uh, want to propose things are able to propose things. So I've, I've advocated for getting that information out there quickly so that people can, uh, you know, there's not going to be a lot of people playing hockey. They're going to be twi- sitting around twiddling their thumbs, so uh, they might as well try to run for an office or uh, propose a change. Are we getting a new communications director? That guy sucks. He does. Are that, we getting a new one? The ACHA. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I don't think that's an elected position, but trust me. <laughs> I, know, I know it's not a paid position, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the guy they have now, he sucks. Eh, he's, you know. he's terrible. So I've heard I've heard about that guy, and he's you know he thinks a lot about himself being a commissioner and a commissioner and a communications guy, and he's he's no yeah. bueno. Yeah, ringing his own bell a lot. Yeah, breaking a lot of China. Yeah, breaking a lot of China. Boy, swinging that wide hip. <laughs> uh, the ACHA did recently. I did see the communications guy put something out recently. Um, he even as terrible as he is, um, the ACHA is seeking Hall of Fame nominations. Um, even though we're the, the meeting is probably going to be virtual. So, uh, Andrew, if you have anybody that you want to nominate, maybe a commissioner, maybe a great podcaster, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, uh, a best friend in all the world, then go right ahead and, uh, you know, turn in that nomination. That'd be pretty cool. I, I, I did turn in one nomination, so. You did? I did. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear that one. I think, I think I, I think I could hear the belly laugh. From from all the way out in the far distant lands when they when they read the email, but oh no, oh you know, no. I I did nominate the uh, communications director of the ACHA <laughs> for the Hall of Fame, and I I think I could hear all of the belly laughs from the far uh, distant lands. I think you've been excommunicated from the ACHA, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, that that guy does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame whatsoever. <laughs> He's the Hall of Shame, maybe. But uh, serious, uh, I mean, they. I know one of the things that they're big on right now is to try to find some players you know there's a lot of there's three categories uh there's um yeah i think there are three categories uh maybe it's just i thought there was like team builders and then there's like coaches and then there's players yeah and they're they think they have a, a lot of builders and a lot of coaches, but they're trying. So they're trying to find Not more players. Trying to get more players in there. The problem is, you know, in terms of longevity, the players are only there at the most for four or five years. Yeah. Um, whereas the builders, coaches, you know, some of them have been there, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, they, or they've longer. got more of a resume built. Yeah. So um, I can understand. I can understand both the fact that they have more of these people, but I also understand that they the desire to get more players. So uh, yeah. For for the eleven listeners that are out there, um, in if you're you know have some people affiliated with your teams, um, or or a team that a, a, a team that you like, um, it might not be your team, but maybe it's someone on the other on another team who you uh, respect the heck out of. If you think they're deserving of a Hall of Fame nomination, then uh, it's up on the ACHA website. 
the uh, nomination form. They want your nominations in by January the 15th. And they're, you know, I, I think it's fair to say they're heavily leaning towards players. Are they? Yeah. How many, and you may not know this off the top of your head, how many, how many current coaches at these schools played at their schools? Um, well, I mean, let's just go through it really quick. Minot, Wade played at Minot. Kirk played at Liberty. Um, probably not. I'm going to say maybe then, not a lot. Then I know like Rivera and Miller were played at UCO and OU, respectfully. Yep, Michael at UCO and Austin at OU. Let's go. Missouri State, Jeremy Law, no. Uh, Colorado, no. Colorado State, no. Uh, Utah, Utah, yes. AJ, well, that'd be AJ Bolden, their general manager, not their coach. Um, Vegas, yes. Greener was a, he played at, uh, at Vegas. Chad didn't play at Arizona, but he played out east in CAA D3. Um, Tate didn't play at ASU, I don't think. I could be wrong on that one. But um, And Danny, uh, Danny played, Danny Roy at Grand Canyon. He played at Arizona State and um, yeah. up in Northern California for a JUCO. So uh, eh, what, what do you say, know, maybe. maybe 20 25% maybe? Yeah, so long in there. The, uh, so maybe you look at some of those guys that – that have played in the ACHA for four or five years, and then and then have continued to give back and coach programs and lead programs, yeah. and, have, and have put a put a little bit of a lasting mark on on some places, right? There you go. I like that. I like that. So you're you're thinking of nominating uh, you know, Austin Miller is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he'd he'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then then you're thinking of nominating Michael Rivera. Oklahoma nominates <laughs> yeah. UCO. Yeah, yeah. Headline, headline. Uh, very nice. All right. Well, so there you go. Hall of Fame. Andrew, I did have a, uh, I did have an idea for a proposal for overtime. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and this is from me talking with, uh, a good friend, Ed Giacomucci. Ed is the referee in chief for all of the ACHA. And he's complained for a long time now that, um, across all five divisions of the ACHA, there's not one standardized format for overtime. Right, um, which there should be. Which which there should be, but there's not. And now the NCAA, um, in their wisdom, is now following the ACHA Men's Division One's rule. You know, we play a five-minute three-on-three, and then we go to a three-person shootout. Yeah. Um, the NCAA just enacted that this year, uh, which is uh, pretty pretty smart on their part to follow our lead. And so I, I was talking to Jocko, and I said, uh, you know, should we – it's now the time to do this overtime proposal. And he, he said, you know, he'd love it because it makes it easier on his officials because at some of these lower divisions, they run into, you know, they don't, they go right to a shootout. They have a five person shootout. They do a full five on five overtime for five minutes, you know, or they do a four on four. Some do a three on three. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you do when you, when you walk into the arena as a ref, you know? Yeah. What, what are we doing that night? It's right? tough. It's tough. So if you have one rule for to, to to for overtime to rule them all, then that would work. Yep. But uh, then I found out that you know there are some of these teams at men's two and men's three that are uh, that are against such a thing because you know they're worried about running into uh, that their time slots are gonna you know having to pay for extra ice because their time slots are gonna run out. 
Oh, does and it take longer to play three on three than it does five on five? Well, apparently, it takes longer to play three on three <laughs> than it does, uh, and, and then to go to a shootout. You know, so uh, I mean, aren't you going to set it as a five minute overtime period, and that's it? I I just, oh, just I don't I'm get just it. Saying. I, I'm, saying, huh? I'm, I'm with you. Five minutes here is five minutes there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're only going to do a three-man shootout instead of a five-man shootout. So, so it should take less time. I don't know. You would, you would think it would work, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, we're not, hey, we're not hockey guys. We wouldn't know. Yeah, we're not. So I'm just, I, I it's surprisingly that encountered some resistance. Um, huh. Yeah. So I was uh, very, very surprised. So I don't know if that's going to get proposed or not. Um, I, but it's I, meant, you know, and it's, you know, maybe I just ought to sit back and take solace that it's, uh, it's here at men's division one and, you know, the other divisions can, uh, you know, go pound salt. Yeah. No, in my, in my opinion, I would, I would think that the ACHA would have one blanket rule for anything and everything. And OT would be under that, that they would have one blanket rule. This is how in the ACHA, this is how we do overtimes and Let's go. You would think, especially when the referee in chief is advocating for that, so that to make it easier on his own officials. But uh, eh, such is life. Yeah. So, if some you, hockey guy somewhere will figure it out. Some hockey guy somewhere else. Yeah. So, so that's about where we stand here, Andrew. I mean, not a whole lot going on in terms of hockey on the ice, but there's an awful. Obviously, there's an awful lot going on a off lot the going ice. Off the ice, yeah. So, uh, you got anything hockey related to talk about before we uh, jibber jabber about uh, you know some of your Christmas lights or anything? Uh, I have been, I have been pretty boring on the hockey front. Yeah, it is. It has been a it has been a weird fall. That's for sure. It has been weird. It, it has been a weird fall. I've I watched two NA three junior games a couple of weeks ago, and that's about the extent of my. Uh, Hockey for the fall, right there. Oh boy, I am so sorry you had to endure that. It was like watching paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, a, no offense, Dean, buddy. That's a whole but, other podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no offense, but yeah, it was. Yeah, God, God, God bless those kids. They turn into ACHA players eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's eventually. All right, well, yeah. hey, let's, uh, Andrew. I know that you've got um, your Christmas lights are already up. Well, and, uh, yes, they are. The miracle of the vaccine, the Christmas miracle of the vaccine is soon upon us. Um, it, do you have any favorite Christmas music? I am. You know what? I am so sick of Christmas music. Well, why? I, 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 oh, God. I, you know, I, so I go to work and <laughs> Monday mornings, Tuesday afternoons, yeah. Wednesday mornings, all day Thursday, Friday mornings, I've got the figure skaters in there. Yeah. And they're skating and practicing their little hearts out. And this past weekend, they had a big Christmas show going on. So they've all been skating to the Christmas music. Yeah. And then I come home and I get in the car with my wife to go eat dinner. And she's got the damn Christmas music going in the car. <laughs> and it's just like, hit me in the head with a blunt object, please. You're gonna you're gonna turn Christmas music into a hockey versus figure skaters argument. Come on, come it, on, uh, Andrew. Oh, it is it is awful. I and, I figured you're as a, a as a Mariah Carey kind of guy. Oh, I, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Yeah. If I if I don't despise anything else in December, the new Katy Perry Christmas song that she has out is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it or not yet. No. But, no. It is awful. 
All right. Well, hey, note to self: stay away from Katy Perry. Yes. So I'm watching a uh, so we're watching a Christmas sing along the other night here at the house with my daughter and wife, and and Katy Perry comes on. They say her new song's coming up. So we're like, ah, whatever. My wife and daughter are Katy Perry fans. I'm like, ah, whatever. She pulls up her this Christmas video of Katy Perry, and she's. <laughs> She's in a she's in a, like a stuffed Christmas tree, riding on top of a car, singing with like weird hand gestures because she doesn't know what to do with her hand oh, in this Christmas video. Yeah, it's the most bizarre thing ever. Yeah, you got to pull it up and watch it. It doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like I have to. No. Mm. Wow. You might you might want to. All right. So Andrew's recommendation is Katy Perry. Watch her stuffed Christmas tree video. Oh, interesting. I don't even know what, I don't even know what the name of the song is. I have, uh, there's a gentleman out of England who uh, I, I've, I've gotten to know recently uh, here through the pandemic. His name is, uh, his performing name is Chris Catalyst, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T. Um, Andrew, you and I, we, we both know him from another little band that um, we follow um, from yeah. Sweden. Um, but he's put out uh, a, a nice little song. It's it, fitting for the pandemic called We Made It to Christmas. <laughs> and uh so if you're uh if you're inclined check it out on uh youtube um it's uh called in, in fact it's a free album if you want to go if, go to go to chris's website it's called chriscatalyst.com c-a-t-a-l-y-s-t chriscatalyst.com he's got a three song ep out there it's called we made it to christmas he's got a uh a beautiful version of um Silent Night and another version of a, of an old song from an English rock group called Slade uh, called Merry the song is called Merry Christmas everybody and it's a, it's a good little romp and tune and better yet it's the price is right it's free yeah um yeah. but Chris uh I like Chris's little tune we made it to Christmas he's a yeah. he, he's, <laughs> he's a decent enough guy and he puts up with me and in my BS so uh, uh nothing wrong with that yeah nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that especially since he's pretty damn cool so yeah anyways um uh, i understand you've been watching a lot of tiktok recently andrew you've been watching i've been yeah i've been i've been shown a lot of tiktok i are you one of these dancers where you uh where they do the the shuffle and um you know then they change clothes or something or they wash their leg across (laughs) the screen and they're changing outfits and stuff is that is that your thing i'm not not even close to that talented to be able to do anything like that (laughs) You're just ogling the pretty girls that do that, huh? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Something like that. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, Andrew. Yeah. Stay away from the TikTok. Yeah, I'll try, I'll try to. I, I, I'll try to. I, and, there's, a- and there's some other people that should stay away from it, too. <laughs> I, I expect one of these days we're going to see a University of Oklahoma hockey TikTok, and it's going to be all the guys dancing the shuffle in the locker room or something. I can uh- I can make it happen if you want. I I don't want, but it would be <laughs> it would be kind of funny to. Wait, we are we are getting bored out here on the on the flatlands. <laughs> Not a whole lot to do. Hey, yeah. one one other thing, if you're interested in uh, just dumb comedy, um, there's a guy on on uh, there's a guy on on YouTube. He's a, he's an Asian comedian, but he has this god awful. Uh, it's probably terrible. It's so politically incorrect. It's impersonation of a guy named Uncle Roger. And uh, Uncle Roger uh, critiques uh, these famous chefs who are making fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there's there's this British uh, lady, I forget her name, she's Indian, Padma something or other. 
And, uh, boy, Uncle Roger went off on her, and uh, I ended up going down a rabbit hole on Uncle Roger's YouTube channel. Um, but it's pretty good. So look up Uncle Roger Fried Rice on YouTube and, <laughs> and check that one out, too, if you're so inclined. It's not near, it's not nearly as good as We Made It to Christmas by uh, by, by my good buddy, um, the, the, the nameless ghoul. But um, uh, Uncle Roger is pretty good, too. I tell you what, there's some of these people that do these YouTube videos and stuff like that and have these channels. It's like, do you people not have any more time on your hands than this? You know, <laughs> you know? I, someone once, someone recently, in fact, it might have been you, Andrew, said that we ought to, you know, get a studio and film us doing this stupid podcast. and uh, a, a, a big warehouse and zoom the camera in close so you can see the big warehouse behind us. But all we'd have is like a table, like the rest of these people do. I, I have no desire to be a social media influencer. I... I I'm I'm not that type. I'm not uh, I'm not dancing. I'm not TikToking. I'm not <laughs> doing anything <laughs> stupid or funny, um, and I don't wear nearly enough makeup apparently. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think I don't know that anybody would want to see our dumb voices or or see our or our dumb faces look like. But uh, wow, it's uh, Uncle Roger's pretty good, and he's 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 proof that. Um, you can just sit around, as you say, in a, in a little nook yeah. in a bedroom and make yeah. make yourself famous worldwide. You, you sure can. You sure can. Yeah, the, uh, my daughter watches them. I get I get sucked into them. I go down the rabbit hole watching these stupid videos all the time too. So yeah, it's it's something. All right. Well, I think we pretty much exhausted our. Uh, you know, I kind of ran out of gas after I ranted a little bit about uh, the scoring system. <laughs> I hope I, I hope I don't get fired from the ECHA for. Yeah, you'd have to. The Christmas presents would really my Christmas my Christmas present would really go down the dumpster if you got fired from the ACHA. <laughs> I'm telling you what, wouldn't that just stink? Which my my Christmas bonus from the from the CHL or the WCHL podcast hasn't shown up yet. Oh well, it's only the fifteenth, Andrew. So we've still got ten days. Okay, I just come on. Just checking my my bonus hasn't made it here yet. So just <laughs> checking. Know. Hey, it's all it's all, hold on there, Tiny Tim. It's coming. It's coming. You know. All right, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, just keep keep getting after. Keep running the debits and the credits, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. work work late at night, and we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, let let's before we go before we get uh, down another tangent. Let's uh, say hey, we tried to get Anthony Greener uh, from UNLV on um, uh, on a podcast, and um, our our initial attempt failed. Uh, so we're going to try it again here pretty soon to get uh, Greener on, um, so that we can get the UNLV experience uh, from his perspective. Um, Andrew, we're probably going to try to do this one more time before Christmas. What do you think? I'm I'm in. I think we should uh, talk probably Christmas movies, favorite Christmas gifts, uh, Christmas traditions. And by that time, my house should be probably twice as full. And so I will not only be, um, I'll, I'll probably be kicked out of my bedroom and I might be, you know, in, in the garage, something like I, that. Well, I got I got a warm office here with, with plenty of space. I mean, I do have a Christmas tree in the corner of it right now. So, I mean, it's a little cramped, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You can come on over. All right. Well, hey, maybe maybe we'll do that. A special Christmas edition live and in person. Oh boy. Just what the just what the listeners need. <laughs> 
want to thank everybody for listening to the uh, WCHL podcast. You can find this uh, anywhere. It's even on Apple Podcast, Andrew. You can tell your daughter that. We're, we're official. We made it. And uh, But it's also Spotify and a whole bunch of other different places. Wherever uh, great podcasts are found, um, you can also find this one alongside all those other great podcasts um since we're not so good um we appreciate everybody listening we appreciate you caring about the acha and caring about the western collegiate hockey league and even people from my b conference the uh, mch um we hope that everyone is staying safe we hope that everyone is masking up washing their hands and uh we hope that we're able to play some games in the spring it's not likely but we're still hoping and um you know, in the meantime, we just want everyone to uh, follow, if you want to, follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League at uh, westernchl.com. I will eventually get around to updating that website, maybe. Um, I know I say that all the time. Uh, it's on Twitter at westernchl. You can also follow the podcast at WCHLpod. Uh, ask us a question just like James did. You ask, we'll yep. answer. That's how it works. Yep. Andrew, you're on uh, Twitter at Stickford AM. I'm on, I changed my name from Blend over to CJP and OKLA. Um, so, uh, uh, but we're on Twitter. We're easily found in uh, follow follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League and the ACHA. Don't follow us. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're boring. We're not hockey guys. Yeah, don't follow us. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, anything else before we get the heck out of here? I think that is, we've covered just about everything we can beat into the ground tonight. All right. Well, here we go. Andrew, take us home. Everybody be safe out there. Mask up. Take care of yourselves, and we will catch you on the flip side.